Good morning, Flagler County, and welcome to Veterans on Point, a WNCF radio show developed in mind for our county's beloved and respected veterans population and anyone else listening via internet or podcast. I'm your host, David Lydon, the Flagler County Veterans Services Officer, and naturally I'm here with my friend and colleague at the office, Eric Flores. Good morning, Eric. Good morning, Dave, and good morning to all our listeners out there, and I'm hoping that everybody's enjoying this uh, great weekend. I know we have kind of cool weather last week, but hey. Oh, we dodged the tornadoes. We did. We did. Uh, My brother was working in Cocoa. He said, hey, watch out. You watch out. We're good. (laughs) And your brother brother works for a power agency, right? Yeah, he's a lineman. Yeah, Yeah, he worked for Pike. Well, if you're lucky enough to live in Flagler County, you're lucky enough. Yes. And uh, we are Flagler County Veterans Services at 386-313-4014. We're located at 1769 East Moody Boulevard in Bunnell. That's the Government Services Building, room 108. If you need an appointment for us to help you with your VA claims and uh, otherwise... Give us a call at that number, 386-313-4014. Yeah, put that number on your speed dial. We are fortunate enough to be helping a lot of folks. Oh, uh, yeah. Just uh, did our, just did our, compiled our numbers for uh, the counties preparing their annual report. And uh, Eric and I served 5,283 customers wow. last year. So uh, it's that's, getting busy. I mean, it's been busier it's, and it's getting busier. It's busy. I have uh, already uh, my, my my schedule for uh, next uh, 16, next Wednesday, uh, Tuesday. Right through next week. Actually, Tuesday is already booked, so I'm working on, on Wednesday already, uh-huh. next week. So that's how busy. And that's not counting the, the walk-ins and stuff like that. Right. So, so. it's great. It's good for me. Good, and uh, we enjoy doing it. Oh, yeah. So our... Uh, got to get to our legal loyal listeners of course so let's not forget i know uh eric you brought me a new one the other day with mr tombs james and carol yes good morning guys welcome and uh we can't we can't forget billy jones the leader and his uh lovely wife joe good morning mr billy i miss you thank you for always being out there and being friends of the show and friends of uh, eric and mine and uh and we got Navy Master Chief Dan, another good friend, and his wife, Kay. Great guy. Great guy. Hope they're both doing well. And, of course, another friend, uh, Marine uh, Corps Jeff Kingdon, our woodworker pal, still cranking out those plaques and always offering to do more because we've got the uh, the uh, Military Service Honor Corps ceremony coming, coming up, up in, yes. in a few months for the high school seniors. And Jeff is already thinking about doing, you know, um, getting those plaques ready so what a great job he's doing i forgot to mention last week jeff that uh mr howry stopped stopped by the office oh yeah he brought some fat pills with yeah. him. he said don't tell jeff brought some dunkin donuts <laughs> yeah uh of course and then talking tom said he thinks we forgot him last week but i don't think we left him off the uh, i don't the think list. we did i hope he's doing well and his wife doing yeah, and getting hope, better yeah i hope eileen is uh is on the mend. Yes. So thanks for listening. And of course we got Charlie Hanger and his wife Jenny and Morning. And Valerie and Sharon and Bill and Shane and Norman and Howard and William, his wife Holly and Keith and we got a few Jims in here. We got a J- few James in here. We got a Steve. We got a we got Don. We got Delmer. We got Michael. Bicycle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Gallagher's. We got another Bill. 
and can't we can't forget Mr. Holt, and we can't certainly forget the mailman, the James the mailman. The mailman. Yeah. We didn't get we didn't get a voicemail message on Monday. Yeah, but I know he's listening. Yeah, he is. So, and then everybody else who's a listener, we appreciate you being out there, and we hope we hope we uh, you know we bring a little information to you each week, and uh, you keep listening. And so just want to remind you to stick around always through the end of the program. We've got another version of Star, Stangle, uh, Star Spangled Banner. And this one, I really, I came across it on YouTube. And it's probably one of my favorite favorites ever. And I don't know who Stephen Limbaugh is, but it's composed by S- Stephen Limbaugh and the Nashville Scoring Orchestra. And uh, it is, uh, it's a long version, but it is a very... Uh, you know, it just gets your goose pimples and your oh, blood yeah. pumping for this great country. So that's uh, Stephen Limbaugh and the National Scoring Orchestra. And producers look and see how long it is. And it was, <laughs> it's three <laughs> minutes and ten seconds. So that cuts off a little bit of the end of the yeah. show. So he's he's looking to see what he's got. But it's worth. He's got it, to cut us off. So. It's worth. It's worth listening to. It, 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 it is one hundred percent worth listening to. So uh, uh, veteran of the week is Benjamin. H. Ladrido, and uh, he is a United States Navy retired Master Chief Petty Officer, and he served from 1964 to 1990. He's originally from Alangapo City, Republic of the Philippines. He joined the U.S. Navy as an 18-year-old Filipino citizen at Naval Station Sangley Point in the Republic of the Philippines. Soon he found himself introduced to the United States by way of naval recruit training in San Diego, California. His first assignment was aboard the USS Grant County. It's an LST-1174 at Norfolk, Virginia. Ladrido was sworn in as a U.S. naturalized citizen in 1973. He served aboard several surface warfare ships before transitioning to submarines in 1980. During one of his deployments aboard the USS Norfolk, a nuclear-powered fast-attack submarine, he was awarded the Realm of the Arctic Circle Certificate when the sub crossed the Arctic Circle, and he became a blue nose, of oh, which yeah. I know nothing about, but Eric knows <laughs> about that stuff. Very familiar with that. <laughs> of course, they did so beneath the ice as nuclear subs patrol for weeks or months at a time submerged. During a three-year break from sea duty, Labrido, or Ladrido was assigned as an ROTC instructor at Penn State University. He then returned to the subs. He found that he enjoyed submarine duty very much, and when he was honorably retired after a distinguished Navy career, he continued working in the submarine building industry for another 30 years as a readiness inspector, first as a contractor, then as a federal employee. He retired again in 2021 and moved to Palm Coast with his wife Beverly of 53 years. They have four children, three of which attended Penn State University. Mr. Benjamin Ladrido, Master Chief Petty Officer, thank you for your service, sir. Thanks a lot, shipmate. Well done. What a career. Awesome. That's a that's uh, in and out. <laughs> I mean, what a career. So, yeah, 1964 to 2021. Yeah, I'm gonna brag. I did the blue nose uh, above the ice. You're a blue nose too. Uh, above the ice. Above the ice. Yeah, they were warm down there. You know, <laughs> I was. Right there in the foxhole with, you know, sticking my nose in the, in the blue paint. Oh, they had you outside? Outside, the yeah, oh. in skivvies, by the way, <laughs> in skivvies. Yes. Uh, that's that's a ceremony. No thanks. <laughs> I, I don't think, uh, I wouldn't have liked it as a sailor. No. 
All right, here's some history remembered by Veterans on Point. As regular listeners know, we like to mention a historic event from each of the days of our broadcast week. We hope it gives you something to remember, something to think about, something to go read more about. Veterans make history and are largely responsible for us being able to have a history. We mention the good, the bad, and the weird. No one country or people is perfect, but there still is no better place on earth. The world is safer and more prosperous because of the United States of America. Prove me wrong. Indeed. Here's our history for the 14th through the 20th of January. On January 14th in 1784, the Continental Congress ratifies the Treaty of Paris, ending the War for Independence. On January 15th, Martin Luther King Jr. is born in Atlanta, Georgia, the son of a Baptist minister. King received a doctorate degree in theology and in 1955 helped organize the first major protest of the American African-American Civil Rights Movement, the successful Montgomery bus boycott. And by the way, folks, Flagler County Veterans Services and the rest of the uh, county um, governmental agencies will be closed on Monday, January 15th, in honor of Martin Luther King Jr. That's tomorrow, guys, tomorrow. And also on January 15th, but in 2009, a potential disaster turned into a heroic display of skill and composure when Captain Chelsea Burnett Sullenberger III safely landed the plane he was piloting on New York City's Hudson River after a bird strike caused its engines to fail. That's a famous Sully, no? Sully. Captain yep, Sully. That's Sully. Yeah. On January 16, 1991, at midnight in Iraq, the United Nations deadline for Iraqi withdrawal from Kuwait expires and the Pentagon prepares to commence offensive operations to forcibly eject Iraq from its five-month occupation of its oil-rich neighbor, Kuwait. On July 17, 1961, Dwight D. Eisenhower ends his presidential term by warning the nation about the increasing power of the military-industrial complex. His remarks issued uh, during a televised farewell address to the American people were particularly significant since Ike had famously served the nation as military commander of the Allied forces during World War II. If you've never heard that speech, it's uh, good to go onto YouTube and take a listen. I, I understand he also, in that same speech, which is not as popular, he he speaks about the uh, um, health, like a healthcare industrial complex too, warning about um, you know the pharmaceutical companies and the insurance companies. So that's a oh. that's a less well known part of his speech. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. He was a visionary. <laughs> yes. Yep. On January eighteenth, nineteen ninety, at the end of a joint sting operation by FBI agents and District Columbia police. Mayor Marion Barry is arrested and charged with drug possession and the use of crack, a crystalline form of cocaine. At the Vista International Hotel in downtown Washington, Barry was caught smoking the substance on camera with Rashidi Moore, or Rashida Moore, a woman who had agreed to set up Barry in exchange for a reduced sentence in an earlier drug conviction. And then, of course, he was reelected to office after, after this, so um, later on. On January 19th, 1937, millionaire Howard Hughes sets a transcontinental air record by flying his monoplane from Los Angeles to Newark, New Jersey in 7 hours, 28 minutes, and 25 seconds in 1937. 
on January 20th, 1981, minutes after Ronald Reagan's inauguration as the 40th president of the United States, the 52 U.S. captives held by the are held at the U.S. Embassy in Tehran are released, ending the 444-day Iran hostage crisis. And that is our history for the 14th through the 20th of January, and uh, which brings us to that time in the program where I say, drivers, 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 the DAV is seeking volunteer drivers to take veterans from their homes to their VA appointments, and um, you do not have to use your own vehicle as a volunteer. The D, uh, DAV does have Veterans Affairs vehicles. Please give the DAV a call at 386-439-2122. Ask for the transportation um, supervisor and uh, find out how you could volunteer. It's not a, not a 40-hour-a-week uh, volunteer gig. You do get vetted. You do have to be vetted by the VA. You do have to be insurable. And um, you go on a list of potential uh, drivers for that, uh, you know, for for the DAV. And if you can't do it a certain day, or then you just pass on it, and they'll go on to the next volunteer. So, again, 386-439-2122. And it is a well-used program and very helpful to our local veterans. It is. I have a, I had a customer last week, a young retired Army guy. I uh, stopped by the office because uh, he wanted to. He want to he want to give back to the community and the veterans, you know, young retiree guy. So first thing on my mind, what was the AV, the drivers? You know, I gave I gave the phone number and when they work. So hopefully, and I gave that uh, Mr. Bill May, uh, uh, you know, his name, who's okay. the commander. So hopefully he called. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe the commander will also follow up and yeah. and uh, you know, because we we can tell we can tell them and you know, but when it really hear it from maybe the you know the DAV commander about how you know, how much uh, the volunteers are needed, then uh, maybe that'll do the trick too. Oh, yes. So uh, a couple meetings this week. We've got the Marine Corps meeting. Uh, they're meeting on the 16th. That's Tuesday at 6 p.m. at the VFW Post. And they're going to be dedicating the renaming of their chapter after First Sergeant Burdett Wally Laux, Vietnam veteran and recipient of the Silver Star. He lived right here in Palm Coast. So... Um, yeah, if you'd like to attend and uh, observe that renaming of of the Marine Corps local Marine Corps League chapter, I'm sure they would love to have you uh, witness that. But let me read you the uh, citation that accompanied uh, First Sergeant Laux's uh, Silver Star, just so we can let you know um, a little bit about that 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 man. Uh, the President of the United States of America takes pleasure in presenting the Silver Star to Gunner at the time he was Gunnery Sergeant Burdett W. Laux. United States Marine Corps for conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity uh, in action while serving as Company Gunnery Sergeant with Company L, 3rd Battalion, 5th Marines, 1st Marine Division in connection with the military operations against an enemy of the United States in the Republic of Vietnam. On 17 August 17, uh, 1968, Company L was occupying blocking positions in Quang Nam province when Gunnery Sergeant Laux alertly observed an enemy squad running from a nearby tree line into an open rice paddy a short distance from the Marines' positions. Realizing the enemy had discovered a route of egress, he unhesitatingly maneuvered across the hazardous terrain to block the hostile soldiers' escape 
and began delivering a steady volume of accurate fire upon the fleeing enemy, killing two men and pinning down a third. Disregarding his own safety, Gunnery Sergeant Laux fearlessly approaching the armed enemy soldier, apprehended the individual and seized his weapons. His daring initiative and heroic effort inspired all who observed him and contributed significantly to the accomplishment of the unit's mission. By his courage, aggressive fighting spirit, and steadfast devotion to duty, Gunnery Sergeant Laux upheld the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and of the United States Naval Service. So, Burdek, Burdett Laux. You know, I have the honor to meet uh, Wally while he was alive. And, and take he, care of him. Yes, yep. take care of him. He as, was great. As his VSO. You a did. great guy. He was a great guy. Known, known locally as Wally. Yeah. And so... Uh, Again, that's Tuesday, January 16th, 6 p.m. at the VFW Post for the Marine Corps League. And also the VFW itself has its membership meeting Wednesday, the 17th of January at 6.30 p.m. And uh, I'll be going to both of these this week. So transitioning now to uh, some news and topics and discussion for for today. Um, Just want to let everybody know. The claim backlog number, I think we reported it last week, but it's 405,981 claims behind the VA is. So if you have a claim uh, on file, patience, patience. You have to be very, very patient. And the average time to complete a a claim is now 150 days um, as of the end of December. Um, As of the end of November, it was in November, it was 114, then went to 140. And now it's at it's at one fifty. So again, patience, patience, patience. And that's number they count the DIC also, no, and, and survivors. Well, yeah, patients, so all, all, all claims, them, yeah, including dependent claim guys. Uh, dependent claims should be one of the easiest one, but they are considered a claim, so they're part of it too. And they're taking, from our experience, longer. Yes, and I think because because um, they probably allocated the resources to knocking down that big list of. Packed Act claims that keep coming in, so for the for veterans, and the VA benefits are primarily for veterans, and so for better or worse, the surviving spouses um, take a little bit of a back seat. That's just how I think I perceive what's going on. So, I, Eric, one of the things that we said we'd like to talk about today is is encouraging not just veterans but all all people to be an advocate for your own health. Absolutely. And um, because we talk to people day in and day out about health conditions, about their chronic conditions, we hear all kinds of, um, you know, all kinds of folks who not even sure what their conditions are. You know, the doctors tell them um, they have whatever and they're not, they're not entirely sure what it is. They don't remember what it is, but they take the medicine that the doctor tells them to go to the pharmacy and get. And uh, from a personal standpoint, I think that's dangerous if you don't know what you're taking. That is very, I mean, <laughs> that amazes me. I mean, you, you're taking a prescription for a heart and you don't know what what kind of uh, diagnosis you have. Right. It, it's, uh, I mean, that just gave you one, but there's many. Uh-huh. You know, we see that all the time. And I did have a veteran, you know, what kind of inspired me to talk about it this week. I had a veteran came in the other day. And he is he is one of he is definitely an advocate for his own health. He's very upset because when he talks to doctors or the or their staff, and they have the notes there, but the notes are not clear about what they're supposed to be. Um, you know 
what medications he's on or what conditions he has. That is, that gets a little concerning that when your own provider doesn't Indeed. know what yes. he's, uh, you know, what your history is. Yes. I <laughs> so would too. He was very, uh-huh. he came in very upset about that. I would too. And I that would. was not the VA. That was his private providers outside the VA. And he was, and it was encouraging him to use the VA more because he, you know, he wants, he wants to give the VA a chance to show to show him that they they have it more on the ball than than his private provider. So I can't uh, I can't stress enough to please know you know because we we find this out when somebody comes in and they've been told go see your VSO um, put in a claim for and when they sit in the seat the veteran sits in the seat across from us they're not even sure what they're there to make a claim for because they don't even you know they know they're afflicted with something but they don't even know what it is. It's very important to know what's bothering you. What, yes. what's your what's your condition? You are. need to know what is your medical re- what is in your medical records. You need to know what's going on with your uh, health. Yeah, don't don't just leave it to oh. the guy in the white coat cuz you know the guy in the white coat has you know they might have 1400 2000 patients that they're you know that they're seeing, you know that that's their um I know I know my VA doctor says he has 1400 that he you know and then his other VA doctors probably have another fourteen hundred, but I know that the uh, the Advent doctors they've got thousands of patients that they're that they're seeing as well. So they can't. You got to understand that you're not for first in line in their mind. You're not the only one. But you got to be so, first yeah. in line in your in mind. Your, exactly. In your mind. So you have to do like one uh, sergeant first class, army sergeant first class told me one time. Don't expect inspect. I mean, you know, be proactive. Be be ahead of the game. Good advice. So please, uh, that you know how that helps too is when you come to come to see us if if we're helping you with a claim, you're you're uh, you want to submit a claim for your health conditions. For instance, uh, you know the Vietnam veterans uh, for presumption to Agent Orange, and and the doctor says, "Hey, I think I think you should go see your VSO about this," and because you know, the doctor knows that you know some doctors know that you know. Uh, that uh, heart disease and diabetes and hypertension and hypothyroidism and lung cancer and prostate cancer and and, uh, and Parkinson's and a, a variety of other different conditions are for uh, exposure to Agent Orange. So they kind of know that. They don't know the ins and outs, but they say, go see your VSO. But then either the – we're getting down to the two minutes. So either the veteran didn't listen or – so you got to bring your records. If even if you can't remember what it is, and I understand sometimes it's hard to remember, grab some records, and then when you come to see us, we're going to know how to help yeah. you. Yeah, you don't need to bring the whole record; just bring a few one that just a, the first page that that have all your diagnosis, at and le- then yeah. we ask for more. At least start with the, what they call right. the problem list. Right, exactly. And then uh, quickly, when you go to a compensation and pension examiner, for all you all you guys and gals that got claims, do not be afraid to talk to the examiner and articulate your symptoms. It'll mean the difference between a, a, a lower rating and your proper rating. Um, because if you don't remind them and articulate your symptoms, you're guaranteed to possibly get a 0% rather than a 10, 30, 50%. That's just depending. So articulate what your symptoms are. Yeah, and you'd be, you'd be amazed that, and I've seen this happening uh, real quick uh, again, uh, that when you articulate your symptoms, you might get a diagnosis for something else that help you. That's true. I've seen true. that happening. Yes. So, so don't folks, be afraid. 
do yes, do not be afraid to talk to the people in the white coats. Um, they're just people just like you and I. And, um, you know, sometimes they, you know, they may, because they, they're like factory workers with all the patients that come in and out. And so sometimes they, they get a little bit, uh, you know, caught up in that and not as personal, but break the ice and talk to them and, um, get the information you need to help yourself. So having said that, we got to remind you that no country and no state and no community does more for veterans than the United States of America, the great and free state of Florida, the wonderful Flagler County, the lovely city of Palm Coast, and all of our beautiful beach cities here. Be a victor, not a victim. Be educated, not indoctrinated. And most importantly, be kind to someone today or many someones. And I remind you to stick around for the Star Spangled Banner performed by Stephen Limbaugh and the National Scoring Orchestra. I think you're going to love it. And we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.